Blog Talk Radio. Fuel Arrestor for it. 
And what it does, it's a safety device that fits around the fuel cell of your race car like a vest or a jacket. And in the event of an accident, you get hurt. And, uh, well, I say get hurt. In the event of an accident and your fuel cell ruptures and fuel spills, this will help soak up your race fuel. Now, it's not 100% foolproof like anything in racing, and it will not soak up 100% of your race fuel, but it will soak up a decent amount of your race fuel. And it's like Kyle Jinks said, he bought one from us. Uh, shout out to Kyle Jinks and Front Wheel Drive Fridays. So Kyle bought one because he just recently got in a wreck in his car and destroyed his SCDRA car. I think he rolled it 19 times, I think he counted. And if you watch the video, it's pretty scary. And so Kyle bought one from us, and he promotes safety in his racing because he had the best safety equipment in his car. That's why he's here today. And God, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Kyle's here. So he bought a fuel racer from us. And I like the way he explained it was it gives you time to get out of your car, time to, time to get out, precious time because it takes a little bit to get unbuckled. Fuel fires are scary. I've We've documented dozens of fuel fires since last year alone and cars cars and driver catching fire and so this is a nasa grade material is made in the usa no chinese garbage don't buy no chinese racing products by american made um we also is uh nasa grade materials got your pigment on the inside soaks up race fuel only will not soak up water you can wash your dirt car wash your asphalt car whatever and it will not soak up water and it's it's really awesome material. It's it's thick. Uh, all we need is you give us the size of your fuel cell, the name of the fuel, uh, the brand of the fuel cell. That would help too. But the dimensions, you give us the dimensions and the size, whatnot, and we can make it. Doesn't matter what size it is. Doesn't matter how oddball it is. Twenty-two gallon. Uh, the standard one we make starts off at sixteen to twenty-two gallons, and it's uh, three ninety-nine. For that one, uh, fits a vintage car, pure stock, asphalt pure stock, all kinds of different race cars, uh, street stocks, and then we make one for the, uh, let's see, asphalt late model, I mean, excuse me, the dirt late model, 32-gallon fuel cell, and that's, uh, let's see, 499 and of course we make the asphalt super late model version, 599 and then the other cars, various prices, uh, just let us know. We also make fuel sleeving that goes around the fuel hose. It goes all the way to the front of the race car if you want it. We can make the fuel sleeving to help prevent fuel from spilling from that. I've also seen batteries explode in race cars. I witnessed that firsthand at Deep South Speedway this year. I think it was Mr. Kevin Saucier's car. His battery exploded in his car at Deep South. So I witnessed batteries exploding, and we make one that fits around your battery that keep your battery acid if your battery explodes. If you don't have one of these gel-proof batteries and the battery explodes, you don't want to get that acid on you. So we make one for your battery. Make one for the fuel pump, too. So look us up online at RaceSaferFuelResterLLC.com, the website I built. And hit us up. Um, the website's live. Check out the website. Let me know what you think because I spent many hours working on it. i got to give a shout-out to Robbie's wife, Tina, for helping me work on it. She's pretty good at that stuff, too. We've got it live where you can buy the fuel extra from us. So that's one of the main reasons I want to start this podcast. But also, uh, one of the other main reasons is to promote safety in racing. I want safety to be number one 
and racing. Instead of instead of worrying about speed this, speed that, horsepower this, horsepower that, safety, safety, safety is what I like to preach. And Robbie's big on safety too. That's why he invented the fuel arrester. And I want to talk safety with everybody that comes on and talk local racing, asphalt, dirt, doesn't matter. Dirt's my favorite, but I like any kind of racing. I mean, if if you want to race, if you want to put a motor in a grocery cart and go race it, I'm for it. Because I had a radar for racing, a radar for redneck. So um, we'll be interviewing drivers, teams, uh, let's see, promoters, uh, owners, racetrack owners, any, uh, fans, anybody wants to call in. So I got Jamie Lusenberg and his son Jade called in. I'm fixing to get them on the line here. And I also got my awesome buddy Michael Huseman. Uh, with, uh, let's see, the mouth of the, big mouth of the Mid-South. I think that's right. I think that's how Michael pronounces it. He's an awesome, awesome friend of mine. And he is the promoter at Jackson Motor Speedway in Jackson, Mississippi, Dirt Track. He'll be calling in and talking about Jackson Motor Speedway and their awesome race they have going this weekend, which is the All-American 60 at Jackson. I like Jackson Motor Speedway. I've been there twice. Really nice facility. It just sucks I live so far away or go more. And then we're going to talk with some awesome people, Jamie Lusenberg and, of course, Jay, talk about their racing. They're great people, man. Their whole family, Miss Julia, they're all great people. They're they're good to me. I, I really, really think highly of the Lusenbergs. They're great people. I love watching them race at Deep South. And Jade won the points in the UMP Modified at Deep South last year. And then we may have Donald Parker, the owner of Hattiesburg Speedway, call in. I gotta check see if he's gonna call in or not because he he'll probably be at the racetrack tonight to get ready for tomorrow's big race at Hattiesburg Speedway in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. They have the annual Curtis Burns Memorial, which is an awesome race. So let's get to our first guest here, and and let's see, okay, and. Our first guest is Mr. Jamie and Jade Lusenberg. How are y'all doing? Doing great. How are you doing? Man, I'm doing dang near skippy. Can't be no better. Yes, sir. So, uh, so tell us about your racing, anything you want to talk about. All right. Well, first of all, we've never done this before. We give all our blessings to the Lord above, and if it wasn't for all the blessings to give us, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. But, uh, Pretty much uh, a lot of people is always wanting to know uh, about us, what we're doing. We're kind of private people, you know, uh, and we like it that way. But, you know, we're focused on racing and winning races, and that's it in a nutshell. Uh, you know, I think you, I heard you talking about, you know, safety being number one, and I think that is the most important Uh because you know uh, we're never promised tomorrow, so we got to be a safe every day at everything we do. But uh, anyway, uh, pretty much how we got started in racing. My dad raced uh, before I was even born, and uh, uh, he raced flat track motorcycles. And then when I got to be a young teenager, he built a dirt track car and always wanted me to drive it, but I never would because I like working on it. And, and I never just did take interest in driving, but uh, pretty much uh, 
he died at a young age, and we had a brand new car we had built. And uh, after he passed away, I was determined to be a driver. That's something he always wanted me to do. So uh, I took it upon myself. I was going to do it. So uh, I raced for several years. But when he died, he was 46 years old, and that's how we came up with the number 46. And um, so I run that number and raced for like 13 years and middle son come along playing baseball so I quit racing and went all over the country playing ball with him and and then uh, little Jade come along and from literally a toddler he always said he was going to drive dirt cars one day and uh, lo and behold uh, we had a gentleman that watched him uh, helping a friend of his that raced kind of pretty much put us in the racing business um, against my will at first but you know there's a lot more uh, there's a lot more worse things kids could be doing than racing I can tell you that so mm-hmm. we took the path of getting behind Jade and uh, supporting him and it didn't take him long to pick it up and he was not off wins pretty much the first year of starting and he's never drove a go-kart nothing he just hopped in a modified and said he's going to be a race car driver but he's got uh determination and that it takes to you know eat breathe and sleep racing so he's always looking for speed and of course he's definitely you know he keeps safety at the top of his list for sure but uh we uh we really like uh supporting our local tracks um our work schedule is pretty, uh, pretty in depth. We got to work a lot to support our uh, racing, but that just comes along with it. Uh, but every chance we get, we try to support uh, our local tracks for sure. Um, of course, when we're not racing, you know, we're Jade loves to hunt and fish. So if he's not racing, he's hunting or fishing for That's sure. Awesome. Uh, and um, you know, uh, uh, we 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 got some very dedicated sponsors that are behind us that we got to give a shout out to because we definitely couldn't do it without their help. And um, you know, we've had several brands of cars from when he first started, and uh, Kay Dillard come along with the, started helping us several years ago, and then he came out with his new. CDR racing car, and he told me he's going to start building them. I said, well, I want one. I want the first one you build because he had done so much to help us. And Jay drove that car, and we he fell in love with it from day one. He said, I'm not driving nothing else. This is it right here. You know, and he loves the modified racing. Um, kind of venturing off in the 604 crate now uh, with a gentleman that's uh, we starting to race with so we're kind of curious to see how that's gonna pan out uh, we've been testing with it so hopefully that'll be another avenue we can go down for his racing uh career you know um but um i, I you know i do talk a lot when i see people but it's hard for me to talk in front of people this is probably about the only way you could get me to talk is in person or talking on the <laughs> phone but 
uh, Jade's real private too. You know, he's 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 uh, really focused on this racing, and he loves racing, and he's all every day he's analyzing how he can be better and um, to try to better himself. You know, and we love to help people. We, you know, we, we'll be at just any racetrack, and people come up to us all the time. Want want to see if we have a part or have a question and we always try to stop and help others because you know we was once where they was at and um we haven't forgot that um but um you want to talk about anything i uh it's hard to get jay to talk about anything but he's sitting right here so if you want to ask him a question uh, sure so yeah i really don't okay so you said y'all are going with 604 this year, 604 late model or 604 motor free mod? Uh, no, it's 604 crate bait. And we're going to have okay. a mod, too. We're going to run both. But, uh, awesome. That's awesome. So he's going to be driving two cars. We're just now getting into the 604 uh, testing, and uh, we hope to be running it here in the next week or so. Uh, but... Uh, he definitely enjoyed that night at Jackson last weekend for the first oh, time. Oh, I bet that so, was awesome. Yeah, uh, we look forward to There's a good group of guys that race in these local 604 classes. We know pretty much most of them, and, you know, they're, they're good guys, and we want to be a part of the fun they're having. That's great, because I tell you what, I, I've been watching him race for several years now, and I was – I thought it was cool, super cool that he won the championship at Deep South Speedway last year in the UMP. And he, every time, like every time I'm videoing races or whatever, I always got to pick my drivers every time I video a race. I always pick who I want to win. And he's usually one of the ones that I pick. I always pick two, and he's one of the ones out of the two I usually pick because he's just that good, good of a driver. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, uh, he, works at it really really hard and um you know we just keep our heads down and keep pushing forward uh every week to try to have the best car he could possibly have and he really works hard at um making sure every i's dotted and t's crossed because you know if we have a mechanical failure that's on us you know and um there's a lot of really good guys and really good cars running this class, that modified class is, is really tough. He bugs me all the time about wanting to go off and race, and we do try to go off and run as much as my work can let us. You know, when you're self-employed, if you don't make it, ain't nobody going to give it to you, so we got to bow up a lot. Yeah, do what uh, you got to do. Yeah, and uh, every chance we do get that we, we can get away, uh, we do because, you know, he tells me, he said, Dad, I'm telling you, you know, I'm going to be a better driver racing against uh, the guys in the USRA and USMTS guys, and uh, we know a lot of them. And uh, he has, you know, several friends that run uh, in at them events, and you know, uh, it really it really makes us, you know, step up our game. And uh, but for the most part, you know, we. Uh, try to go as much as we can but we really love our local tracks i I really love to support them 
Uh, and when we come to the track, we bring several people. We have a lot of people that help us on our race team that we're very appreciative of. And we uh, are very fortunate to have really good people. You know, we always, uh, uh, you know, have a game plan when we show up at a racetrack and we try to execute that game plan every time. And I'm just very thankful for all the help that we have on our team. Uh, we have everybody from neighbors to friends to kin folks. I mean, it's a big group of people when we show up at the racetrack. But, you know, uh, I just love to support our local people because, you know, if you can't pull up all the time and you show up at them tracks, you really want to see the stands full and you want to see the pits full. You know, Amen. There's a, a lot goes into uh, preparing a track and to having a good racing surface and, you know, your concession, your staff that helps you. People really don't realize what it takes to really put on a good show. And um, so we it's try a lot. to support It's a lot. Yeah. And um, we, uh, you know, talking about the safety part, we've tried several times. So, you know, we're going to eventually get to get one of your your um, fuel arresters, uh we haven't. Well, thank you. We haven't got it yet, but we're, we're it's in the making. We'll eventually eventually have it. Um, That's cool. But um, but anyway, you want to ask Jay anything? He's he's right here. Yes. Okay. I, I know. So you got. Go ahead. What now? So you got. Go any, ahead. He's right you got any? You got any? You got any sponsors you want to thank, Jade? Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, Doug Burns from Shaker's Racing All and uh, CDR Race Cars, Kate Dillard, and Dad Super Pond, Kevin down there, and uh, the Hypercore deal. They come on and help me with some strings this year. SCCI Construction, and, uh, Carbon Composite, they come on this year. And it's uh, a lot of guys that, a bunch of them guys have been, uh, been with us, you know. Uh, Thirty years and uh, veterans metal recycling. He came on this year and helped us out a lot. And, but uh, Anthony Gagliano, he comes. He uh, one of our kin folks. This is buddy, and he he come racing with us a couple a couple years ago, and he's uh he left. He's like one of our best guys there. And Chad, and everybody that comes with us. So. Anyway, the the lookout graphics with Jeremy Adam. He's went to him this year and he's been good to us so far but anyway he's got a lot of sponsors so help us well, that's awesome. so do you have do you have any uh race plans this weekend since deep south canceled well we were uh we the thing we kind of finalized where we was going to go was we're going to be able to Hattiesburg Speedway for the uh, uh, modified race tomorrow, and then we're hoping to be at Baton Rouge Raceway in the 604 car. Try that out. Oh, that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. Well, I I hope you do good this weekend, because that Curtis Burns Memorial is a big race, and I hear Baton Rouge Raceway is a really nice racetrack, so you ought to do good there. Yeah, I've never been there, and I'm excited to try it out. Yeah. That's cool, and you never know—you may run into John Schneider down there, old Bo Duke. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate you letting us uh, uh, come on today and talk. Uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I don't even know how long we've been talking, but but uh, oh yeah, you, you, just just the right amount of time. So yeah, and yeah. and I and I appreciate y'all coming on because y'all y'all are some good people, and I enjoy talking to y'all when I see y'all at the racetrack. Yeah, I appreciate it. Good to hear from you. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you for calling in. All right. All right. You too. Thank you. Oh, that was awesome. So that was Jamie Lusenberg and Jade Lusenberg. So go on Facebook and look them up, Jade Lusenberg Racing on Facebook. Go like his Facebook page. Give him a like. Buy some merch. He's got some merch for sale. If you go on his Facebook page, you'll see the merch he has for sale. Uh, Buy some merch. Support him. And let's get to the next caller. And we're running a little bit behind here. Let's see. Good luck. Let me see. Let me look right here. Who did the do? We had a caller. I think Mr. Parker may have been called in earlier. So, all right. So we have. All right. We have my buddy Michael Houston on. What's going on, my dude? What's up, man? How you doing? So got I'm Jackson doing- Motor Speedway in the building. Yeah, well, part of it, part of it. I'm the announcer there at uh, Jackson Motor Speedway, your capital city raceway, but uh, that's just a part of it. I heard you guys talking there about it a couple of times. We've had some great racing action there, and what a better time to be on. I know you kicked this platform off, and uh, thank you for asking me to be a part of it. Uh, Always want to support friends in starting something new. Uh, You know, I know you've done different uh, podcasts before, but starting one on your own, specifically geared towards safety and racing. Um, I just wanted to help support that because I think that's great. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And something something that I think highly of Michael about that I also think highly of Mr. Lusenberg of is they, y'all put God first just like I do because I put God first in everything. I've got three Bible verses that I have for this podcast. And without God blessing me to be able to have this show because I've been praying about this you know, praying for changes for a while, and boom, God put this on my plate, and then and then now I got my awesome friend Michael on here to talk about Jackson. Thanks for coming on. Well, with that, with that, Jared, you want to start there? Of uh, a good place to start is with God, and I just moved my page. Darn it! Okay, um, <laughs> I know we talked about it, and you talked about the verses you had. I actually found another one in the NIV translation, Proverbs twenty-seven, twelve. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Now that's obviously Ooh. talking spiritualized, but when you put it into a reality in our world right now, you see a problem with safety, you do something about it. And I know that you with the uh, fuel arresting system, that's one of those safety and racing is paramount and never ending. Uh, we just saw, uh, if you watched Darlington, or not Darlington, sorry, Daytona from this past weekend, Ryan Priest had quite a horrific wreck uh, rollover we haven't seen in a long time, was able to walk away, going to be able to race again this weekend due to the safety innovations that have taken place. So that's why with what you're doing with the 
fuel arrestor system one is one that there is something that can be approved upon and make it even safer. And I just applaud that um, because, yeah, there are so many things in racing. We know it's a risk, you know, as a, as a driver and a team. And even, uh, unfortunately, being in the, in, the, in the stands or as a crewman, whatever it be, if you're around it, there's a risk involved. But we can minimize those risks by putting a focus on safety. Amen to that. I I love that Bible verse. I'm glad you brought that up. That is awesome. Yeah, like I said, I came across that in the in the NIV's, NIV version. Um, takes it to a different level. Like I said, and I know when we talk about scripture, a lot of people want to say, well, it doesn't apply because it's from a, a different time and what uh, era when you're talking about especially the Old Testament. But it really does if you learn to absorb it and understand it and then apply it to today's life. So uh, that's a huge thing. Uh, being o- able to open your mind and your heart to God's discernment and then using it in everyday life today. So got to do Amen. that. Amen. Amen. You got to do that. Because, look, without God, I got nothing. I wouldn't have this podcast if it wasn't for God. You know, it's like you're, you're saying you wouldn't be the announcer if he hadn't blessed you. There's so many things we can thank God for. I woke up this morning. I got a job. I'm thankful. You know, he couldn't have woke me up this morning. You know, just small things. Well, and I'll tell you what, talking about that as an announcer, you're right. Uh, as part of my testimony, you know, I didn't come to know God as a young child or a young adult like a lot did. Uh, I'm one of those in the Bible that talks about stiff-necked or hard-headed, took a little longer, but he was still working with me. I went through the military, learned how to serve. I went through air traffic, uh, learned how to speak. When I got out of the military um, back in 2018, that was what I had done for 24 years since I was 18 years old. I had no idea what was next, but I had no fear. I had a calmness about me that it would be okay. Unfortunately, I still hadn't quite yet credited it to God, but he was still there guiding me. And it led me to race broadcast, which I enjoy. Okay. Again, in my mind, it's like what I want to do. But there again, God was preparing me. And it was preparing me to be able to speak publicly like I do now during church, during other things where I'm spreading the word of God. So there again, it's just he's putting you in the right place at the right time. And let me tell you, being with the people at Jackson Motor Speedway, the McAlpins, uh, been just a blessing to be with those people um, that work there. Terry Sanders, another one, Tanya and her husband. Uh, so many that I can name, but uh, Jackson Motor Speedway, I've had the opportunity to go elsewhere. I stay because of the people that are there. That's awesome. That is awesome because – I've only been to Jackson Motor Speedway twice. It's about a four-hour drive. Well, no, maybe not that far. A little less than that. And I'd have to relook it up. But I enjoyed it the two times I went. I went for the All-American 60 two years in a row. And it's just a nice racetrack. It's been, you can tell it's been there a long time. I love these old racetracks, too. And just a good facility. And so tell us about y'all's big race this weekend up there. Well, you hit on it. It is the All-American 60. Uh, this year, they brought it back a uh, little before my time, but it used to be the Labor Day event. Um, we've been running it in uh, October for at least five years, because that's as long as I've been there with them at JMS. 
But um, Tom Cam's made a schedule change. They raced their first race there in July and now hit here for the All-American 60. I know they're there tomorrow, tomorrow night and Saturday for the All-American and then moved to Magnolia on Sunday here in Columbus. Um, in latter part of their season, the All-American used to wrap up their season and be the championship, which I was fortunate last year to get to watch Brian Rickman from Columbus, Mississippi uh, win it all. Um, so this year I won't be there for the championship when they settle it, but just to be a part of the Comp Cam Super Late Model uh, Tour, they got two stops with us. Always enjoy that. But the All-American 60 is about all the classes. Uh, I heard you guys talking about the modifieds. I believe they got added to the schedule. I know we don't want to get too many on the schedule and, and for a long night, but I believe the mods have been added as well. And you talk to any of these drivers, I mean, that's one of those events where whatever class you're in, I know we focus on the super late models with the comp cam super late models, but the All-American is an event for all classes. Uh, I'll tell you what, I know the factory stock, and you mentioned the 604 class. 604 and 602 classes last week in the preparation for this All-American might have been two of the best races all year at Jackson. Man, that's awesome. Man, the I love watching the Comp Cam Super Dirt Series. The only time I've ever seen that series is at Jackson, and they put on a darn good show. And of course, Comp Cams—they've been around for years, making making cams, camshafts for all your aftermarket and classic cars and stuff. And well, and I tell you another thing, and it's kind of like with when you and I cross paths when we're at a track together. Uh, Wes Gwaltney, the announcer for. Uh, the comp cam super late models. A lot of times you see that where, you know, a touring series announcer comes in, there may be some animosity. I have the best time working back and forth with Wes. Uh, just a pleasure to be around, be in the booth with. We feed off of each other so well. It's going to be a blast, and you can catch it on. I don't know if Friday night's program is going to be on Flow Racing or not. We covered that earlier today on uh, Fan for Racing Blog Talk Radio but they will be there for sure on Saturday. I think they were showing a replay of somewhere else from Friday night. Oh, that's awesome. So be sure and tune in to Michael's podcast at Fan for Racing. So tell everybody where to find it. Again, it's a fan, fan for F-A-N, the number four, and then racing. Um, Sharon Burton does it out of uh, Chicago is where she's from. And and there again, just so thankful and blessed for the opportunity. Uh, when I got hooked up with her, she was uh, has NASCAR credentials. I've been to Iowa Speedway, Chicagoland. Uh, before Chicagoland closed, they had a deal where they had four races there: the Arkham Menards, Truck Xfinity, and the Cup Series. So got in for those four days to help cover it from the media center and write for fans for racing. And then we do a review show normally on Mondays, with this week being uh, Labor Day. We're going to push it to Tuesday night. It'll be a live live broadcast starting at 7.30 p.m. Central Time. And then on Thursdays, we do a re, uh, preview uh, for the upcoming week. Uh, here lately, we've been doing that for a, as a podcast, uh, which we did this morning, so it is actually out already, um, as you can listen to a preview. And then over the last couple of years, we started doing uh, hot topics uh, where there's we have a total of nine, I believe, uh, different people, ten within that do different parts for the entire uh, fan for racing platform. 
Um, but get together and get to have open opinions within within reason. We don't get too carried away. Uh, you know, it's not rated R or anything, but we have differing opinions. Uh, we're friends, and we, we part friends, but we have differing opinions on several topics when it comes to racing. So that's always interesting. That's our hot topic session session at the end of the night. Wow, that's cool. So let me get your opinion on, so since we're talking about Chicago land and racing, I'm not going to lie, I was so mad when they decided to destroy a monster racetrack and make it smaller. I like big racetracks, the larger, the faster, in my opinion. I like all racetracks, really, but I just like the big tracks are always my favorite. And when they said they were destroying that and making it a small track, it's like, well, and, and of course you're going to hear the, the same old excuse you hear in any other kind of racing, dirt racing, whatever. Oh, it's a motor eater. No, you just need to change your gear and set your car up right. There's no such thing as a motor eater if you set your car up right. If it ain't set up right, you'll blow a motor. And I, I enjoyed watching Chicago land. Then, they, of course, they're making it smaller. So what's your opinion on that? Okay, wait a minute. Chicago, Chicago land's a mile-and-a-half track, which uh, right now isn't even on the schedule. Are you talking about Auto Club out in California, the two-mile track that's going to a half-mile I believe that's right. The one they said we're going to make a short track, a little small. Okay. That's that's Auto Club. Um, okay, that's Auto I Club. Say, I knew it was one of the. Yep. Um, God, now I can't think. I don't, I'm not 100% sure if Roger Penske still owns it because that's what it was, a two-mile similar to Michigan. Um, and that, that was one. You're right. That one took a hit because that two-mile track had become uh, one of the raciest. You know, when when you talk about repaving a track and doing some things, it can be one groove in one lane, whether it be on the high side or low side, not a lot of action. And Auto Club there in California had gone through that. It had actually become one of the raciest tracks and races we saw in those last couple of years. That's what really hurt was the timing of it. Um, excuse me. Of that track had developed into one of the best racing actions. And that also ties into, though, you mentioned Chicagoland at a, as a mile and a half. And for whatever reason, that one just came off the schedule. I won't get in real depth in that. But um, that one, too, the last one of the last races there, and that was one I happened to be at, Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson side-by-side side, bumping and banging. And there were people that expected to see a fight in the garage, and we were actually in the area to do media interviews. Kyle's, both of them came up and were laughing and hugging and said, hey, great racing. Yeah, we bumped. Yeah, we pushed. Yeah, we shoved. But it was hard, aggressive racing. It wasn't a take-you-out type deal. They just both hard-nosed racers, and they got into each other, and they were both okay with it. Like I said, they were hugging and laughing in the garage when a lot of people expected to see a fight. That's how racy Chicagoland was. Yes, and I enjoyed it. Like, If I remember correctly, the final race was two years ago, wasn't it? Or whenever it was. It was real. It was the best race I've ever seen there, and and I'm sitting there thinking, why in the world are they destroying great racing like that? I know when you talk with a lot of race fans, that's kind of why they prefer dirt track racing. Is you see more of that slide job, uh, fender rubbing. Again, you don't want to see anybody get take somebody another out. Um, you drive clean, but Rubbin's racing, right? Go back to the movie Days of Thunder. Rubbin's racing to a certain level. Right. Um, you know, uh, in NASCAR, I know they like to use the term the chrome horn. 
I think that was developed in Dale Earnhardt's uh, era, but there's some of that involved in as long as it's clean and everybody uh, is willing to take it as well as receive it, kind of acceptable uh, manner of racing. But um, I think you're uh, I think you do see more of that in dirt track racing. But if you can get past that and watch NASCAR or asphalt racing, look at some of your local tracks here just in the Mississippi, Alabama area. I've been to Huntsville Speedway, Montgomery, Birmingham. That's what you get on these short, shorter uh, asphalt tracks as well. So uh, that is still there. Don't think just because it's asphalt you're not going to see that. Okay, cool, cool. Well, that's cool, man. Um you, you know, I, you're like me. You know your racing stuff. You've been around it a long time. I've been watching. I've been I've been watching NASCAR since Moby Dick was a sardine. Uh, <laughs> I was like, let's see. My earliest memories of NASCAR. I was born in, of course, I'm 38. I was born in 85. My earliest memories of NASCAR is 1990, and I remember I still got some of my little Hot Wheels cars, but I remember. Um, Oh shoot! Trying to think of his, the the two brothers. Anyways, he drove the double zero Quaker State car. Um, oh, the you know Bodine. Yes, Jeff, Jeff Jeffrey Bodine and the other one. Uh, Jeff Bodine. Oh, that's what, a, God, what was it? I'm missing one. Jeffrey and Todd. I know I'm trying uh, I'm trying to think who there who Brett. Brett was in between there. That's right. Brett Bodine. So if I remember correctly, Brett Bodine, I think he had the Quaker State car and then Jeffrey had the other one and it was something like that. And that was my earliest memories and watching Richard Petty and Daryl Waltrip and all of them, you know, in nineteen ninety on up, of course, Dale Earnhardt. My all time favorite is of course Ricky Rudd and Michael Waltrip. Ricky Rudd and Michael Walsh were tied for my all-time favorite drivers. And then, uh, yeah, I just enjoyed, i just been watching NASCAR my whole life. I watch anything. I watch go-kart racing, lawnmower racing. If you want to race it, if you want to race horse and buggy, I'll go watch that. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I've been around dirt track, obviously, I think since five or six years old. But I remember getting into NASCAR uh, maybe about a little past the <clears throat> mid-'80s. I was about 10 or 11. I know one of my my first memories was watching uh, the Daytona 500 with my with my dad, with uh, Bill Elliott having his 1987 year awesome Bill from Dawsonville, million dollar Bill, um, those years and era. And you mentioned Daryl Waltrip, that was my dad's favorite back then. So um, it'd be really tough. Uh, that's one of those when you get into a discussion of favorite driver um, from NASCAR. There have been so many that. Uh, of light through NASCAR and as well as dirt track, uh, you know, growing up, uh, being from Minnesota originally, I don't know that anybody down here, some of them may, he ran some modifieds down here, but Ron Jones out of Princeton, Minnesota, uh, was always my favorite. And I'll tell you what, he wasn't a fan favorite. He was my favorite. He's one of those that kind of crossed that line, um, that of aggressive, versus dirty uh i'll just say that um because i remember one uh he got wrecked at princeton and everybody in the grandstand stood up and cheered that he had been wrecked except two people me and a friend of my dad's john solner as we were who <laughs> were jones fans but uh he was that type of driver uh for sure 
Um, <laughs> but you know, that's what that's what makes racing interesting. You always got the one that wears the black hat, right? That's right. Uh, I, I like like we know several people that's that's donned the black flag <laughs> at these local races. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that's pretty cool. Um. Oh, so okay, so me and Michael, we love our me and Michael, we love our Chuck Norris jokes and whatnot. And so one night I was at Southern, I was at Northwest Florida Speedway. I'm gonna give a shout out to Northwest Florida Speedway and Scott Sessions. And Scott Sessions loves it when I go up there and I'm talking to him about Chuck Norris jokes. He laughs and laughs. Well, one night I told him a Chuck Norris joke and he come back with one. If I laughed any harder, I'd have peed my pants. But it had to do with racing. And he said, he said Chuck Norris can uh, Chuck Norris can win a super late model race in a go kart. <laughs> That's a new one. I had not heard a Chuck Norris racing one. So yeah, imagine that works your way into our, uh, into racing jokes. But uh, that certainly <laughs> for sure. And, and, and it's it probably one he just made up. But regardless. That was genius. I just I thought that was the greatest. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. It. Man, well I am uh, I am super thankful that you called in, and I think Donald Parker called in a few minutes ago, but I think he may have hung up. Uh, if Donald's listening, maybe we can get him to call back, and then hopefully my buddy Robbie Johns be able to call in, and I've tried to get my brother Mari to call in. I don't think Mario's going to be able to call in, sadly. But uh, he did say he was going to do his best to listen, so I hope he listened. And it's been it's been good so far, and I'm so glad you came on. And I'm going to do this every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. And if you ever want to come back on, I don't care if you come on weekly. Anytime you want to come back on, you let me know. All right. Well, I appreciate it again. Like, like I said, uh, we'll have to see how it overlaps with anything else i got going on, but I'd love to be on here. I love what you're doing, Jared. And, again, want to fully support you with that. If you get the opportunity, I think you said four hours. If you got four hours to kill, call on out to Jackson Motor Speedway this weekend, your Capital City Raceway, for that All-American 60. I believe it's the 11th annual. Like I said, it predates me by a little bit. Um, but if not, hopefully see you at a track throughout here the uh, south or elsewhere uh, as so, soon as possible. So- I know it's been a while since we've actually crossed in person. I know, and I can't. I can't wait till we see each other again. Because, like, like Michael's one of my people that like he's in my circle of really good, really good friends. And you got to be really good to get in that circle. So, is there any? Is there any sponsors that I? Oh, you want to shout out for Jackson Motor Speedway? Well, I you know I know they had the list up. They've been doing that throughout the weekend. Roger Dab Chevrolet, and, and that's not just for Jackson. They have put some money into Jackson for sure but they are supporting all racing. And again, this isn't about dirt track or asphalt track. This is about racing. They've done some stuff with um, Montgomery Speedway. I know they sponsor Grant Infinger and Casey Roderick on a couple of their asphalt cars because I actually got to talk to Grant Infinger down at the um, Racing Expo to kick off the season. They have just been putting so much money and effort into racing it has been unbelievable uh kb motorsports is another big one specifically there too jackson motor speedway has been quite huge 
Um, so big thank you to the two of them for sure. That's great. That's awesome. And you can, uh, if I remember correctly, so Rogers Dabs, the, uh, he, I remember the owner, he came on Talking Dirt last year and was talking. And I remember he mentioned that they are the, I want to say the largest racing engine uh, dealer in the South or something like that. You can get the crate engines, the crate motors. and They are, and you can contact uh, Ryan Polk, I know, and I don't remember how many the last time I talked to him two weeks ago. I think he was at Magnolia last weekend um, hyping up here for the All-American and a giveaway, a fundraising giveaway they're doing, but um, I believe they had 20 or 30 on the floor ready to go if you wanted them, 604-602 crate engine. So, again, give Ryan Polk a call specifically if you want to get him by name, but if not, just get in touch with Roger Dabbs and they'll get you hooked up with who you need to be hooked up with as well as then your race engine. That's great. That's great. So <clears throat> if you have, if you're in the area, in fact, let me let me go ahead and look. I want to make sure I got this right, how far away I am from Jackson before you get off here. So I'm just going to go to my Google Maps here. And well, and I, I, knew that, I knew that it was a little, I knew it was a little further for, for you were already, uh, you know, me, it's uh, just under three hours coming out of Columbus. And I think you said it was a little bit further <clears throat> for you. Okay, so I'm looking. Okay, so it actually it's three hours and eight minutes away from me. That's a, that's worth a Saturday night trip, right? Yeah, I'm telling you, and I, I need to come up there for real. I need to come up there and see you because um, I, I like that. I like Jackson, and she. So so your nickname is Big Mouth of the Mid South, isn't that correct? That is correct. Uh, somebody somebody cut. Oh, man, uh, can I get a couple more minutes here? I just told this story at uh, yes, please do. Please a couple do. weeks I, ago. i got plenty of time. When I'm going to stay overnight there at uh, Jackson, uh, if, if need be, on two-day shows or something, Saturday night into Sunday, I had found a church I liked and started attending, wanted to attend regularly if I was staying down there, uh, Pearson Baptist Church in Pearl, Mississippi. So first time I go in there, I'm going to go to Bible study, uh, that they have at eight thirty nine o'clock in the morning. Talking to, he's one of the deacons, but he was going to teach the class that morning. So I was introducing myself, and somebody else sitting at the table was like, hey, you're the big mouth. And, man, this deacon, <laughs> this teacher, I thought he was going to lose it. You know, he's like, oh, I apologize for him, man. What's wrong with you, Jeff, man? I am so sorry. Don't think we're like that. And I was like, no, man, hold up. I was like, you attend uh, races at Jackson, don't you? And he's like, yep. <laughs> and I was like, it's all good. I said, that's actually my... Oh, man, it was hilarious. And uh, this was Jeff, and he actually did the prayer. He was out there a couple weeks ago at Jackson for the Sprint Car Show. Had him come up and uh, do our opening prayer uh, for opening ceremonies, and I shared that story. Uh, you know, it was pretty funny, though, like I said, of Bible study class on Sunday morning. He's calling me a big mouth, man. I say, to see the face on that teacher and the deacon, it was hilarious. But we got it all straight. Oh, I was man. like, there's no offense, there's no anger, no nothing. Trust me, it's all good. <laughs> oh, that's freaking hilarious, man. I wish, I wish I could have been a fly on the wall. I'd have peed my pants from laughing so hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> God, that's great, man. Uh, 
Man, that's pretty good. So, so how how did you get that nickname? <clears throat> well, when I first started out, um, well, actually being a big mouth, that probably goes back even to my teenage uh, days. But uh, when I first started out and really getting into being deeply involved in racing, I was working with Albert Rich out of uh, Columbia, Tennessee, and they had a stock series called the Mid-South Big Eight when it started, and then it went to the Big Ten as we did eight to 10 races per year that we did for three or four years as the voice of the mid or the mid South, big eight, big 10, you know, it just kind of fit together, big mouth, mid South. So uh, it worked and it grew from there. That was one of those of, you know, like I said, just getting started, not that I'm known or anything, but kind of put it together. And yeah, there's people now, I'll tell you what, I I've been humbled by that of, I went to, an asphalt race there. The that one's the All American 400 at Nashville, uh, late model uh, asphalt race there in Nashville. Standing in line to buy tickets, and somebody behind me. All of a sudden, I was talking to a uh, girlfriend who was in line with me. Somebody in line just taps me on the shoulder, and they're like, "Hey, do you announce street stock races?" You know, recognize me by my voice. I you know I, wow. I can't tell you the humbling feeling that that I had with that of, you know, cause I know there's ones of chocolate Myers. I know when I went to Daytona, just walking by, I turned around and I was like, Hey, chocolate Myers just went by us. Cause you just know the voice. You know, if you listen to race, uh, MRN, um, you just know the voice and, and to have somebody ask me, recognize me by my voice, um, was just amazing. Wow, that's awesome. That is cool, man. You know, like, um, so I love videoing the races, and I've been videoing for Southern Dirt Track Report for a few years now, and I got this video camera that I'm thankful to have that, that my church uh, let me have, which is awesome. And I love videoing, but before I got this video camera, I remember I was filming on my, my phone with my little small tripod, I think I got the same one you got, and my little and and it's a little like rinky dink tripod, but it works works okay for cell phone. So I was filming at Tri County Speedway, and was posting my videos all the time on Southern Dirt Track Report. And this is before we had our supporters group, and like people love my videos because like I get animated. I, I I like I like to make people laugh. I love telling jokes. I like to be silly, but I'm also super serious too but life's too short to take everything super super 100 percent serious every day so i like to take, make people laugh feel better so i'm videoing these races and um like i get real animated and get real funny on one of my videos and i don't never forget i gotta give a shout out to tri-county speedway and isaiah day and miss Marilyn. and so so isaiah messaged me this two or three years ago messaged me was and their announcer at the time was sick and he asked me if I wanted to be the announcer that night at the racetrack. I I ain't gonna lie, I almost said yes. And the only reason I didn't because I at the time we had uh oh shoot, can't can't remember his name that ran deep south anyway, I think it was Mr. Wyatt ran deep south and I had already promised him I would be there because I handed out the free tickets they had to the race at Deep South. So I couldn't do the announcing job up there, but but I told him thank you, uh, you know, for thinking of me. I thought that was so cool that 
somebody recognized me from my videos and loved what I, you know, what I brought to the table in videos, talking about people noticing you, and I thought that was like, that was super cool. I was like, okay, well, thank you, and you know, oh, that was that was a neat experience. It's definitely uh, a different. I think you would make a good announcer, actually, there, Jared. Um, it's one of those uh, again. Lord blesses us with a talent. You know, I understand not everybody. I mean, think about drivers. There's some that they'll talk, they'll stand and talk racing with you. Um, who was it you had? You just had on said if you're talking to them in person or on the phone, you'll talk all day. You put a microphone or a camera in front of them, and it's like they're mute. You know, it's like dude, say something. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Uh, you know, not everybody has that and gets uh, get that. Uh, my first one there uh, found out why Kyle Beard is known as the silent assassin because, yeah, he's not a man of words, when, especially when it comes to interviews. And that was my first post-race on-track interview was, uh, was Kyle Beard there at Jackson Motor Speedway. Um, uh-huh. Came back up and they're like, you know, that's why he's called the silent assassin. I was like, I was not aware of that. Thank you for that warning. <laughs> <laughs> some people like some people they don't talk some people they barely talk and then some people some people they they talk too much where you have a top 10 list of people that talk too much and right. I, I got i got i ain't gonna lie i got a top 10 people that, a list of people that talk too much like but uh some you know but everybody's got their own thing but yeah that's that's quite different <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, just a little bit of a preview here for your All-American. He may not want to talk on the mic, but he's probably going to end up doing so because Kyle Beard, when it comes to Jackson Motor Speedway specifically, and I don't want to give all the way the trivia questions I might ask this weekend, but uh, his record at Jackson Motor Speedway is pretty solid, so look for him to be in contention. Well, that's cool. That's cool. Um... You know, so he drives a late model? Yep, he's in the number 86 uh, super late model. Okay, cool. So you mentioned earlier flying Brian Rickman. That's another super late model driver I love watching race. I've met him two or three times. He's a super nice guy. I like watching him race too. But With the MSCCS, I think it is, super late model challenge series. Yep, the Mississippi State Championship Challenge Series. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a long uh, name. Big, uh, yeah, right, MSCCS. Uh, big shout out there as part of the Goat Farm Posse, which is a driver's room right around here at Columbus. Neil Baggett just actually closed out that deal and picked up the championship for the Mississippi State Championship Challenge Series, uh, Super Late Model Series this uh Last weekend, actually, at Magnolia, closed it out. And if I'm not mistaken, that was over Kyle Beard. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So Goat Farm Mafia, that's an interesting name. Oh, yeah, the GFP, uh, if you want to follow the Rickmans and uh, Baggett, I think Shay Knight might be included in that. Uh, GFP racing goat farm posse racing and i and i truthfully I, i'm gonna have to get i'm gonna have to uh check uh, with brian or one of them with that i'm not even sure where that full story comes from of the goat farm posse that'd be one to look into yeah might have to get into yeah, that this weekend yeah because i mean somebody has to run a goat farm i mean of course this is 
this is the South. This is redneck country. So you know you expect to hear something like that. So. <laughs> well, I know I've been on here and rambling quite a bit here, Jared. I so appreciate you having me on here. I wish you all the best of luck. Pray over you in this platform. Uh, and again, hopefully, maybe see you Saturday. If not, down the road. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. You're 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 really awesome. I'm glad you. Glad you called in and shared your stories and talked about Jackson. And well, I appreciate you. And we'll see you later. All right, take it easy, man. All right, later. Awesome. That was cool. So that was Michael Huseman with Jackson Motor Speedway. Oh, that was really really cool. So I know I said 15 minutes, but didn't really um, just let it roll with the flow, pretty much. If they talked over 15 minutes, that's okay. It's, and I saw, I think I saw, I think I may have mentioned Donald Parker called in earlier. I think I missed him. I was going to get him next, uh, but he had jumped off. But Donald Parker's getting ready for Haysburg Speedway. He's getting ready for tomorrow night's race, Curtis Burns Memorial. So go down to... Uh, Hattiesburg Speedway in Hattiesburg, Mississippi to the Curtis Burns Memorial uh, Modified Race. That's going to be awesome. Man, you, you're talking about modified drivers all over the South. It's coming to this race. And <clears throat> this is, um, it's a really big race. I've never been to it. I've been to Hattiesburg Speedway three times now, I believe. And it's about a two-hour drive for me. I love it. Oh, I went to the Dixie 50 Oh, I love the Dixie 50. That's an awesome race. And I remember being there one night. They had uh, the Sprints race. It was like the Micro Sprints, I believe. And then I want to say I was there for the USCS Sprint Cars uh, one night, too. Shout out to Hattiesburg Speedway and Donald Parker and Ernie Parker, the flagman. And I got to give a huge shout out to my awesome friend, Ron Southern. Oh, Ron Southern is pretty awesome. He makes all my logos for me. He is, he's actually making my logo for the podcast. And he he's done a lot for me. I thank the world of him. I, I thank you, God, for Ron Southern because he's helped me out a good bit. And I can't wait to get this logo made. I'm going to have three Bible verses on it. And let me read you these Bible verses here. So the two of them are the ones we use for the fuel arrestor, which is pretty awesome. And Miss Tina, uh, Robbie's wife, she found this one, and so I added it to the website, to our website I built. So check us out online, RaceSaferFuelArrestorLLC.com. And so the verse is Isaiah 43.2, which is it's a new international version. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. So that is a super awesome verse, and it fits what we do with Race Safer Fuel Arrester because what that talks about is, like, no matter what you go through in life, God's there for you. If you believe in God, pray about it and ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. He, God, God's there for you, no matter what you go through. It does not matter what kind of trials, bad job, stress, 
stress from work, stress here, stress there, whatever it is you go through, God's there for you. Just look to him. And it says, I will be with you through the rivers. They will not overflow you. And you will walk through the fire and will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. So what that tells me is, like, the rivers can mean any trial you face in life. And it says they will not overflow you. In other words, if you have God by your side, it won't overflow you. He won't put too much on your shoulders you can't handle. And because he's there for you. Let, let him carry that weight. And then the second part says when you walk through the fire, you will not be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. Same thing. When you go through the fires of life, you know, I, I go through a lot of stress. I ain't going to lie. And but I've learned to pray about it, and you got to give it to God, and that's a great verse because that so the fuel arrestor helps prevent fuel fires, and like that verse that equates to the fuel arrestor because me and Robbie we're trying to help prevent fuel fires and racing, and we can make a fuel arrestor for a go kart all the way to a super late model, to a NASCAR cup car, you name it, it doesn't matter. If it's got a motor on it, an engine, we can we can make a fuel arrestor for it. Fuel cell, you know, any kind of racing. Uh, make one for the fuel pump, of course make the fuel sleeves, and then make one for the battery. It's just a great verse to live by. I love that verse. So, And then the next verse is, this has to do with safety. So I got this on our logo, so shout out to Ron Southern for making the logo. But it says, the top of the logo, it says, we got you covered. And it says, made in the USA, of course. I'm big into American made. I don't buy Chinese stuff unless I just have to have it. But it says, this verse is Psalms 4.8, and it says, In peace I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, Lord, make me dwell in safety. And that is an awesome, awesome verse. So I first found that and said, you know what, this is what we need for the fuel arrestor. So I put that on there. But I like the other one that Tina found better for the fuel arrestor, but still use that one too because that one fits the podcast. It fits safety. Safety, 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 and racing. Do not skip on safety. I've seen people, don't wear gloves. That's a good way to get your hand burned. The number one excuse I hear, I can't pull my tear off. Well, there, there's other ways around that. You can find a way to pull your tear off off your shield. You don't want to get burned. Um, there's all kind of there's all kind of stuff in safety. Do not skip on safety. Uh, neck device, neck restraints, Hans device, racing suits, uh, good seat belts. There's all kind of stuff in racing. Uh, make you a safe frame, uh, roll cage. All kind of stuff to help with the safety aspect. All right, and so now we have the other verse here, and this has to do with the racing side of the podcast. And let's see. Let me read this. I use the Bible app, and I save these pictures these picture verses. So this is an awesome verse. It's Acts 20, 24. It says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me 
Our only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. And this picture, of course, shows the runner and the guy running the race. And so I equate that to racing because <clears throat> I put God first in everything I do. And it's, and I know we do at the fuel arrestor, race after fuel arrestor, Robbie and Tina does. So we won't, because God's our safety net. So with the fuel arrestor, we want you to let us be your safety net in your race car to keep help prevent fuel from spilling from your race car. And you can reach out to us. Um, our phone number is on the website. Um, we have an email, racesafeforfuelarrestor at outlook.com. Go direct to our website. You can buy Fuel Arrestor direct from the website. Uh, it's set up. You can send us messages on there and check us out and support us. Uh, we're a small company. Uh, we could really, really use your business. Really could. And we could use your prayers more than anything, too. So I wanted to do this podcast for safety. And my buddy John Regan's going to come on and help me. Uh, help me some of the podcast. So... Um, so, and also have a, uh, have an unspoken prayer request, so, let's see, yeah, just got an unspoken prayer request, so if y'all could say a prayer, so I'm going to try to keep this show an hour, um, hour and 30 minutes at the most. I don't want to go over that because you don't want people to lose their attention spans, short attention spans. So, but yeah, I'm fixing that. Uh, if I don't have another caller called in, I'm going to end the show. And let's see here. Let's see if i got another caller called in. I do not. But let me give the number if you want to call into the show. The number is 718-664-9861. So that is the number to call in each week if you want to call in and talk safety, talk racing. Um, I plan on being at Northwest Florida Speedway this weekend in Baker, Florida. I'll be down there. Shout out to Dwayne Millinson and all the Scott Sessions, who runs the track, I'll be down there. They got the really huge Bradley Wolf Memorial Race, and they also have the Stinger Memorial Race. And I'd have to go look at their Facebook page to remember the the man's name that passed away in the Stinger class. But they were both well-liked. I know Bradley Wolf was well-liked by a lot of people because him and his brother Robert Wolf, they raced the vintage cars together for a long time, and that was sad to hear. Bradley passed away a few years ago, so they've been doing this memorial race for him for about a year or two now. And so I hope to see a lot of vintage cars this weekend. That's my favorite class, next to the mods, uh, next to the modifieds. So I'll hopefully be filming the races this weekend at Northwest Florida for the Southern Dirt Track Report. You can join our supporters group at four ninety nine dollars a month. Uh, it's where we post all our racing videos. That's the only way you'll see our racing videos is if you join our supporters group at four ninety nine a month. So, anyways, 
fixing to end the podcast, but I want to thank Chris Creighton, announcer at Why Not Motorsports Park, the House of Hook. Uh, he works with the Race Chat Live podcast, which is NASCAR talk. So shout out to Chris Creighton and all Taz and all the ones over there, and Miss Lee over at the Race Chat Live and 110 Nation Sports. And also want to give a huge shout out to Jason McMillan, who runs the 110 nation sports uh he's the reason i had this podcast so thank you very much i'm very appreciative to the opportunity and i just uh gonna end the podcast and i hope everybody has a awesome rest of the week and if you go to northwest florida speedway this weekend hit me up uh Dwayne was telling me they got uh they've been doing a lot of work to the racetrack scott's been you wouldn't believe the changes that is the finest. I love that racetrack, man. As out of all the tracks I've been to in Florida, it's one of my favorites. Of course, I haven't been to South Florida to any of those, but as far as asphalt and dirt, that's my favorite in Florida that I've been to. And Scott's been doing a lot of work up there. He's putting new bleachers in. I know they the tower. They've done a lot of work to the tower. And so um, I think I'll be at the tower filming because Dwayne was telling me that's where the IMCA was filming there for the big clash at the coast. So I hope I get to go to clash at the coast uh, next season. That's a really huge, uh, really, really huge modified race. Uh, so shout out to Northwest Florida Speedway for doing clash at the coast. And IMCA, IMCA is my favorite, my favorite modifieds here. Uh, they've been around a long time, and I just love watching IMCA racing. Of course, Northwest Florida Speedway is IMCA sanctioned. So they run it for points up there. So, And I was going to Deep South Speedway this weekend, but they got rained out. And I was going to see my buddy Kenny Voorhees get married at the racetrack with his girlfriend, April. So, But uh, they got rained out because all the rain and they had the Mississippi Street Stock Series coming in. So they, so they had a mutual agreement. It was best to cancel. And that's the right thing to do because you just don't know, you know whether it's going to flood or not. So shout out to Ryan Carpenter and, and Mr. Billy Roberson, Deep South Speedway. I love going to Deep South Speedway. And race director Jeff Clark, uh, I love going there. So I think they made the right call with all the rain. We've been they've been getting up there in Loxley, and and then more coming. So that was a good call to not race this weekend. But uh, they're gonna make that race up at a later date. So, anyways, I'm gonna get off here. It's getting late. So thank y'all for listening, and y'all have an awesome, awesome rest of the week. God loves you, Jesus saves. Thank you. And share this share this podcast. Share it with everybody. And that is the end of the show. My heat got a little loose coming out of three. Got it all beat up and straightened out. The boys tell me that we're ready to run now. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChumpaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.